It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. It's the dictionary. Dictionary. Hello, word nerds. This is Spencer, your host. Uh, I am recording this on May sixteenth, seven o two a.m. Um, and uh, I, I think I think I want to do a bit more of that. I want to say kind of when and where I am. I am at my work office. Um, just just for my own sake, maybe I don't know to have it recorded in some form. Uh, this is this is when and where I don't know. For some reason, I want to record that sort of thing. So we're in the very end of the home stretch here. The end of the D's. The first word in this episode is dyad or dyad. D I no. There's no I. D Y A D. Noun from 1675. Number one, the synonym is pear, P-A-I-R, not the fruit pear. It's a pair of things, two things. But specifically, two individuals, as husband and wife, maintaining a sociologically significant relationship. So, a dyad is a pair of people or something, individuals, that have a relationship that is significant sociologically. So, how, man, that word, there's a lot involved in that word, more, way more than I'm sure I know. Socially, for the culture, hmm, yeah, there's a lot there. Um, okay, number two, a meiotic chromosome after separation of the two homologous members of a tetrad, that would be three or four. Tri- triad would be three. So a tetrad is probably four. Um, so a meiotic chromosome after separation of the two homologous members of a tetrad. So I guess the tetrad is four, and then it breaks into two, and then, I don't know, that's, that's as far as my knowledge goes for that. Number three a mathematical operator indicated by writing the symbols of two vectors without a dot or cross between. Uh, and so in, there's an example that you just write maybe the letters capital A, capital B. There's no cross between them, no dot, no nothing. They're just right next to each other. I think that means that you're supposed to multiply them together. Uh, it's, a, it's an operator indicated by writing the symbols of two vectors without a dot or cross. Oh, maybe these are like angles or something, the A angle and the B angle, and they're just they're just next to each other. They're a pair. They're like a husband and wife. They're partners in this sociologically significant relationship, and so they are a dyad. Dyadic is an adjective, and dyadically is an adverb. Um, and, you know, I think there's nothing specifically mentioned in the etymology, but we can pretty well assume this is all from all of those other D-I-D-U prefixes that are, uh, they, they mean two. It's all about two. All right. The sound effect is... Next is dyadic, noun from 1884, about 200 years after dyad. And this one is a mathematical expression 
formed by addition or subtraction of dyads. And I don't totally understand what that means. Something about mathy stuff. I mean, we talked about it in a number in the number three definition, but didn't really help if you don't know what it is. Next is Dyak, capital D-Y-A-K, and this is a variation of Dyak, spelled D-A-Y-A-K. So um, this one here in this episode, Dyak, got rid of the first A. Next is Diarchy, Diarchy. Uh, so, uh, this one is spelled D-Y-A-R-C-H-Y or D-I-A-R-C-H-Y. It's a similar word to something like anarchy. You know, it's got that same suffix, but different prefix. So, what is this one? It is a noun from 1640. A government in which power is vested in two rulers or authorities. Two people. So... Um, it's been a long, long time since I recorded the previous episode, but if we look at the very last word, it is the D-Y prefix, which is just all about two. Uh, it literally just means two. So, diarchy was the example there, and it's a government ruled by two people. Uh, so, like, what would you call a monarchy? See, mm, see that's weird, because a monarchy... It has the M-O-N prefix, which means one, I think, but it's often a king and a queen. But is it is the other one that uh, they don't matter? They're there, but they don't get to control anything. They don't get to rule anything. So that's why it's a monarchy. It's the one because it's the, it's the blood relative. You know, so like in England, they recently lost the queen. She was the blood relative of the king before her, etc., etc., and so then when she passed away, her son uh, became king just uh, a few few days or weeks ago from when I'm recording this. Um, but a diarchy, they're like, you both, you both get to rule together. And uh, I wonder what, I want, do we have anything like that? I don't know. Maybe we got to put a link in the show notes for diarchy. Next is Dybbuk. D-Y-B-B-U-K. Noun from circa 1903. A wandering soul believed in Jewish folklore to enter and control a living body until exercised by a religious rite. So, now it doesn't say if it's good or bad, good or evil. Um, I mean, I guess it could be either, right? Uh, let's see. This is from the Yiddish word dibek. D-I-B-E-K, from the, I think this is lower Hebrew word, Dibuk, D-I-B-B-U-K, no, U-Q, and uh, so it's just a soul that has no body, and it can go into other bodies and control them, enter them and control them, but then they have to be exercised in some sort of Jewish religious rite, and uh, it's a fascinating idea. Obviously, ho, who knows if this is a, a factual thing or not. Science has not said anything about this. They haven't weighed in. But, you know, Jewish people believe this, so there you go. There are a couple ways that you can um, have this plural. So if there's a whole bunch of these wandering souls, you can say either Dibokim, 
D-Y-B-B-U-K-I-M, or just Dibbuks. You just put an S at the end. Either one is fine. Maybe we got to put a link in the show notes for this one, too. It's an interesting idea. Where does it come from? Why do the Jewish people believe this? I think I've heard the word, never really knew what it was. And how do you become a Dibbuk? Do you, what's, if you, if one would like to become a Dibbuk, what do you have to do? What's, what's the process? Is there an application process? Have I ever been controlled by a Dibbuk? Am I being controlled by a Dibbuk? I don't know. Next. Here is the word die, D-Y-E. First form, noun from before the 12th century. We quickly went from D-Y-A to D-Y-B, and here is D-Y-E. So number one for die is color from dying. So when you are dying a thing, uh, the color is the dye. You use the dye color to dye. Uh, I just saw my cousin because uh, he was in town, um, and uh, he was wearing a very colorful uh, tie-dyed shirt. And my other cousin said, did you make that? And he said, yes, I made it. And it's real. I, th- I thought it looked really good. It was really well done tie-dyed shirt. None of the crap that I made when I was a child. So number two is a soluble or insoluble coloring matter. And uh, I don't know what that is exactly. The second form of die. This is the verb form from before the 12th century, starting with transitive. One, to impart a new and often permanent color to especially by impregnating with a dye. So the easiest example is uh, hair, dyeing hair. Putting some color in your hair. You are impregnating your hair with this dye color. And uh, you're, it's, a, it's often permanent. It's going to stay there for a while. You know, unless it's like a Halloween costume, maybe that's going to wash out pretty quick. Sometimes even though I, those, I think, can stay in for a while. I don't think I've ever dyed my hair. I'm trying to think. I don't believe I have ever had dye in my hair. I'm tempted... I don't know. I feel like it's not totally me, but it is me. Is it me? Who knows what me is? Does me have dyed hair? Not right now. Number two, to impart by dying. And the thing that you are imparting is a color. The intransitive says to take up or impart color in dying. Oh, so I think this would be the thing. The the t-shirt or the hair is dying. It is the thing that is taking up the color when it is being dyed. The hair is like, I'm dying. Even though I'm made up of dead cells, I'm not dying in that way. I'm dying. I'm getting dyed. Somebody is impregnating me with color. Diability is a noun. Diable is an adjective. And dire is a noun. So the hair is dyeable because it has dyeability to take the dye to be dyed by the dyer. Next is dyed in the wool. Four words with hyphens. And dyed is D-Y-E-D. Adjective from 1580. The synonyms are thoroughgoing, 
that's one word, thoroughgoing, and also uncompromising, as in a dyed-in-the-wool conservative. So that would be somebody, a conservative person who is uncompromising. They are not ever going to compromise on what they believe. And uh, so it, the, I guess the word means it's, it's dyed in the wool. So it's like, this is all a very metaphorical thing. Like their, 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 their being, who they are is, uh, they were dyed by something. Ooh, I'm trying to think of a good way to describe this. It's as if their body was, and their brain and their soul and everything was the wool, and their beliefs are the dye. Their body and soul have been impregnated by their beliefs, and they do not ever get rid of them, ever. And I don't know why specifically wool, like if you dye wool, is it going to hold on to that forever? I'm not sure. But, uh, but yeah, it's an interesting phrase, a way to describe something that I'm not familiar with. Die stuff. <laughs> oh, this is this is a funny word, especially because it is from it's a noun from 1685. You don't usually think of the people in the 1600s talking about stuff. That feels much more modern. But die stuff is one word, uh, and the synonym is the number two definition for the word die. Which now is it the first form or the second form? Is it a soluble or insoluble coloring matter? Or is it the verb? Oh, no. Obviously, that's what we got to look at. It's the noun. Dye stuff is a noun. So, yes, it's the soluble or insoluble coloring matter dye stuff from the 1600s. Dye wood. Again, one word. Dye wood. Noun from 1699. A wood as logwood or fustic from which coloring matter is extracted for dyeing. Oh, so the wood itself is providing the, th- the, the thing, the substance that you can dye other things with. Uh, and I'm not familiar with logwood or fustic. Uh, so uh, it's, a, it's a kind of wood, but it doesn't talk about, it's a, it doesn't say if it's a specific species or anything. So it's just, you know, there's certain kinds of wood that you can gather coloring matter from. Dying is next. Of course, it's you can't not think of, you know, death and dying when you're talking about these words that sound exactly the same but are spelled differently. Uh, so this is the only D-Y-I word, dying. It is the present participle of the word die. But So this one is literally about death. Die, and oh, I am in the act of dying. I'm the death is happening, so I am dying. That's how you could use it potentially in a sentence. Next is the first of the DYK words. There's just one of them. We got two forms. It's the word dyke, D Y K E. Uh, this is again the first form. It's the chiefly British variation of the word dyke spelled D-I-K-E. And, uh, you know, I think I do vaguely remember talking about that a little bit. Um, now, I don't know. I, th- I think I think I remember talking about it with somebody, but it wasn't. They weren't actually on that episode. 
Uh, let's see, let's just do a quick look. I think this is the one that's like, yeah, we got, it's a ditch, it's a thing about confining water, a barrier, those kinds of things. But we also have another form. And this is the one that most people probably think of. It is the second form of dyke. You can spell it either way with a Y or an I. It is a noun from 1931, and yes, it is often disparaging. So this is one of those words that uh, if you are a dyke, you can call yourself a dyke. But if you are not a dyke, maybe you shouldn't be calling other people dykes because then it, it's going to come off whether you mean it or not this way. It's going to come off as uh, not nice and mean, and, and you're going to make somebody unhappy with you. And there's a good chance that it was people who are using this word do mean it to be disparaging, and uh, it, it, that just hurts my soul. So what is it? We didn't say. The synonym is lesbian. That's what it is. Uh, so, you know, it has it has an interesting life in, in that world because sometimes it can be mean and uh, sometimes it can be a term of endearment if you want to use it for yourself in that way. There's a lot of words like that. Um, and uh, dikey, uh, that would be an adjective also, we have to make this clear, also often disparaging. And the origin is unknown. No clue where this came from. Why does this word exist? But we do know that it is almost 100 years old, from 1931. Uh, and I hope, I hope that uh, just hearing me say that didn't bother anybody. We're just talking about the things that are here. We have to give all the information, uh, all the information that we can. So uh, that's just that. Okay, moving on. This is the beginning of the uh, slightly long D-Y-N section. It's going to go well into the next episode. So the first of them is an abbreviation, Dynam. D-Y-N-A-M, and it's an abbreviation for dynamics, which is later this episode. Uh, but before dynamics, plural, we have to talk about dynamic. This is the first form, adjective from 1799. And uh, so number one, it has an A and a B, and it says that you could also... In place of dynamic, in this context, for number one, you could also use the word dynamical with an A-L at the end. So, 1A, of or relating to physical force or energy. Just, you know, just those little things, physical force or energy in general, dynamic. There's a lot there. I was actually just thinking about, because I'm getting ready to start the E's, obviously, and thinking about E words and energy came to mind, and I, who can, if you think of anybody who would be good to talk about energy, let me know. There's the in contact information in the show notes. Energy is such a big word, because there's lots of kinds of energy, and is there one person who knows about all the different kinds of energy? Who do I talk to about that? Okay, 1B, dynamic or dynamical, of or relating to dynamics. Yeah, dynamics coming up. 2A, marked by usually continuous and productive activity or change. 
just things happening, lots of activity. My brain is very dynamic. Sometimes my body is dynamic. If, I've, if I'm moving around, if I'm running around, what else is dynamic? You know, the water dynamic. There's always activity and change unless it's a static little lake or pond. Uh, the air is constantly changing. I don't think the I don't think the air ever stops moving. Um, you have so many things just dynamic. It's just all about movement and change and activity and stuff. It's good. It's fun. It's fun. It's very fun. And to be the synonyms are energetic and forceful, as in a dynamic personality. I don't necessarily always feel like I have a dynamic personality when I'm talking to people, but but sometimes if I'm feeling in the mood. Number three, this is talking about random access memory. So I think that would be RAM, R-A-M, dealing with computers and things. So it is requiring periodic refreshment of charge in order to retain data or data. And I do I do kind of remember reading something maybe in the D's that dealt with RAM and it I feel like it had a similar a similar definition couldn't couldn't tell you which one that was hmm can't remember but um so basically it's, so is this like dynamic RAM is that how you would use this in a sentence something about RAM it's dynamic it's constantly being refreshed cuz when it's refreshed it can retain data more, more better, more better, smarter, good good memory. Uh, dynamically is an adverb. This is from the Greek dynamikos, which means powerful, from dynamis, also Greek, which means power. And then also, this is still Greek, dynasthai, which means to be able. Hmm. To be able, to power, to powerful, to just all of the energy stuff. Well, we still got more for dynamic. The second form of dynamic is a noun from 1868. So the first one was an adjective. This one is a noun. Number one, a dynamic force. A force that is dynamic is a dynamic. Number two, this is the number two definition for the word dynamics coming up, but also an underlying cause of change or growth. An underlying cause of change or growth. So the reason things are changing or growing is the dynamic. Maybe it is a dynamic force, a force that is causing things to change or grow. And then, of course, the number two definition for dynamics is coming up Real soon, I'll remind you about that when we get there, if I remember. Next is dynamic range, two words, noun from 1917. This is the ratio of the strongest to the weakest sound intensity that can be transmitted or reproduced by an audio or broadcasting system. Now, I do believe that you could also talk about dynamic range in terms of video as well, visuals, opposed to sound. But yes, so it's the ratio of the the strongest sound to the weakest sound intensity. 
that is able to be transmitted or reproduced by, say, a speaker, or in this case, it's a broadcasting system. So I don't exactly know how it's used. Like, so if is if so if it's a, a bigger ratio, if it's like a, a hundred to one, that would be a really big ratio, maybe. I don't know what numbers they really use, but that means there's a big difference between the strongest sound that the broadcasting system can transmit or reproduce to the weakest sound, the quietest maybe, quietest, weakest. Uh, and then, yeah, in, in video, in, in photos, uh, it has to do with the brightest part to the darkest part. Um, and so, you know, you want a, maybe a camera, a camera that has a, a sensor that has a big dynamic range. It is able to collect lots of information from the brightest area to the darkest area because if you don't have a big dynamic range then the brightest areas are just going to get blown out and just show up as white and the darkest areas are just going to show up as black there's no information there so you want something with a higher dynamic range to to reproduce it to reproduce real life in the most correct authentic realistic way as possible Here is dynamics. It is a noun from circa 1789. 1. A branch of mechanics that deals with forces and their relation primarily to the motion, but sometimes also to the equilibrium of bodies. I never studied this stuff. Like physics, this would be in the physics world. Um, but, uh, ooh, it sounds fascinating. So, like, I know there's fluid dynamics where you're studying, I guess, the forces in fluids and how they move and how they reach equilibrium, maybe? I don't know. This That's the thing. It's it's a whole whole range of things that have dynamics in some form. And number two... This was, uh, the, this was, you could also just use, use the word dynamic here in certain contexts. So, number two is a pattern or process of change, growth, or activity, as in population dynamics. I don't even know what to say about that. The pattern or process of the change, growth, or activity. There's always change happening. Everything is always dynamic. It's not static. And uh, that's dynamics. And there's one more, number three. Variation and contrast in force or intensity. And we're talking about possibly music here. Uh, So yeah, the dynamics of the volume of the instrument, the variation and contrast in force or intensity. Um, you know, that could be a range of things, but usually we think of it as just volume. So in music, if you're playing very quiet, that's one dynamic, that's piano, pianissimo. Or maybe you're very loud and you have reached another set of dynamics. There's a dynamic range between the quietest and the loudest part. Forte, fortissimo. Those are some musical terms. All right, we, I know that I don't have all the information. I can't give you, like, the best, the best information. But mostly I'm just here to read what's in the book and then just add just a little bit of something else, just a little bit. All right, the next word is the last word. It is dynamism, D-Y-N-A-M. 
M-I-S-M, noun from circa 1857. Number 1A, a theory that all phenomena, like matter or motion, can be explained as manifestations of force. And it says compared to the synonym mechanism. Would that be a synonym or an antonym? Uh, mechanism, dynamism, I'm not sure. But uh, that's an interesting theory. I don't know if it's true. I mean, it seems like it would be. Everything everything has a, there's a force behind it, either physical force, energy force, some sort of force. Don't even know. Maybe I got to put a link in the show notes for dynamism. And 1B, the, this is the, again, again, we're seeing the number two definition for the word dynamics, which was a pattern or process of change, growth, or activity. Number two, a dynamic or expansionist quality. I don't know exactly what that means. A quality that is expansionist, it's dynamic. Hmm. Dynamist is a noun. Someone's in the kitchen with dynamist. Uh, I guess that is somebody who believes in dynamism. And then dynamistic is an adjective. I, I, it, it makes sense to me. Dynamism makes sense, a theory, that all phenomena can be explained as manifestations of force. Hmm. Lots to think about and talk about there. Okay, rereading the word time. We got to reread the word so we can pick a word of the episode. We had dyad, dyadic, diac, diarchy, dibuk, die, die, died in the wool, die stuff, die wood, dying, dyke, dyke, dynam, dynamic, dynamic, dynamic range, dynamics, and dynamism. I am very tempted to pick one of these dynamic words, or maybe dibuk, because I just think that's sort of a fascinating idea. Um, Let's see. Well, I don't know. I kind of, I'm just feeling like one of these dynamic words. Um, Which one, though? Things, life is dynamic? Which is just a word that sounds so very strange now. Um... Let's see, let's see, let's see. I don't know. I get, yeah, just pick dynamic. Uh, dynamic is the word of the episode because, because the universe is dynamic. It is not static. It's moving all around. There's space dust and stars and planets that are moving all around in the universe. It's dynamic. It's dynamic, and there's other things like dark energy and dark matter. We think we're not really sure, but it's also dynamic. All right. I don't know. There were some okay moments in that song. Nothing crazy. Um, I need to uh, quickly say another movie that I watched, and it's been so long since I recorded. I don't remember what, where I left off. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I think maybe Brian and Charles. Did I mention that one? Oh, fascinating, interesting, funny, goofy, silly movie about a guy in England who makes a robot. I highly recommend it. So, so cute and funny. All right, that is good for today. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you are, uh, you're, you're binging A through D 
in in preparation for E. It's coming. It's coming probably later this year. Not sure if I'm gonna wait as long as January of 2024. It's gonna it's gonna come, and and, and it's gonna be great as usual. Okay, this has been Spencer dispensing information. Goodbye.